This is the Big Small Business Show. Welcome back. And in studio with us, we have uh, Professor Bonang Mahale. I, I keep pausing as I say, Professor Bonang Mahale. Um, we've had him on the show many times. It's always a pleasure to have him in studio. He's, the, of course, uh, chairman of uh, the Bidvest Group. Um, he has had many big leadership roles in South Africa. What we learned last time was he is, or what he, how he put it, is the less known a fact about Bonang Mahale is that he is an entrepreneur himself with uh, multiple investments in a lot of entrepreneurial businesses and uh, he's also of course an author where when asked where he has time he says he's young and of course he is so welcome back to the Big Small Business Show. Thank you for having me my dear brother. So today I want to talk about ethically principled leadership I think this is something that is very close to your heart and, you know, when, when I think about ethically principled leadership, I think about big corporates, state capture. And, of course, when you sp speak about state capture, there's two sides of that coin. There's the people who are corrupt and the people who are corrupting. It's two, there's two sides to this. But this show is about small business, medium business. So how do we ensure in our small businesses that not only do we run an ethical shop uh, outfit business but our team our staff are also ethical what how it sounds like a, a hypothetical let's just be all ethical but how do we practically do that so ethically principled leadership of course is doubly tautologous because leadership cannot be anything else but ethical but for emphasis we say ethical leadership because when you are a leader you don't subject yourself to how everybody else is measured and looked at. You subscribe to the higher form of judgment, engagement, interaction and interface. This is the realm of principles, of morality. You cannot say, but I've not been found guilty by any court of law. Because we know that you can be legally right and be so morally wrong. I'm reminded that the people who protected Anne Frank and Bantu Steve Biko were breaking the law. But the policemen who killed them both were obeying the law. Therefore, it is always as leaders to have that discernment about what is right and what is wrong to have our true north. It is important because in business, we are wanting to be sustainable in the short term whilst we bring and build this notion of long-term resilience, especially in Africa because resilience is much more than food, water, energy nexus. Therefore, the businesses that scale, that transcend 100 years, three generations, are the ones where the owners at the beginning said we don't bribe, we don't steal, we don't cheat. And those are the ones that suffer in the short term, but are monuments that we look at today. Lastly, the reason why ethics is important is because, like I said, this is the stuff of leadership. 
It means you started with some sort of a compelling vision. Number two, integrity. Number three, courage. And the one that is less sexy to talk about, it's integrity. When we are asked for a bribe so that you be given a tender to say, you know what, I would rather walk away, I'll stop for now, but I don't do stuff like that. You lose the contract, but that person respects you. Next time when they are wanting to do serious, genuine, moral, ethical business, they come to you. It's precisely because those people that you didn't bribe in the first place, when they are thinking of genuine, serious business, often they themselves have now been promoted. They will come back to you because they respect you, because they've already experienced the warranties of your bona fides. Lastly, I think ethics is absolutely important, especially in entrepreneurship, because it represents who you are. People follow other people, not just products and services. They do businesses with other people. Therefore, you want to connect profoundly and at a deep level with other human beings. That's if you are serious about your business. I think we as the good guys, the entrepreneurs I'm talking about, we need to work just as hard as the bad guys. Because we know that the bad guys are every hour working, maneuvering, thinking how they can two, be two, three steps ahead of the police. Think of the people who hijack our cars. We need to do exactly the same. And imagine if we did that in business and here we are building things that last, that are sustainable. Lastly, I think when we want to leave a legacy to our children, it should be the conversation that says, of course, being rich is having money. But being wealthy, it's about having time. And it's amazing how when people follow their passion, passion of ethics, passion of entrepreneurship, passion of serving, of providing goods and services for which you can name your prize, you always make money until it comes up out of your ears. That uh, was Bodang Mahale. Uh, always an absolute honor to have him in studio. Well, it's time to ask yourself the tough entrepreneurial question of the week. And this week's question is, what do you think or profess to be competent at, but in reality, you're not competent at it at all? relative to the level of competency required to be sustainably successful in your business. So this question really is about us moving past the stage of fake it till you make it. So when we all start our businesses, we fake it till we make it, we fluff things up. If you're employing uh, two people and one semi-permanent person, you've definitely got three per people in your organization plus you is the, is the fourth person and you know, the auntie that comes to visit, maybe she could be the fifth person. And so we fake it till we make it, we fluff things up. But what happens is when we fluff things up, when we fake it till we make it, we start to fake our competence as well. And when we fake our competence, that means that we don't focus on building our competence. We focus more on building the veneer, the image of ourselves than the content, the competence that we require in order to grow. And perhaps in the beginning as the business is growing, your level of competence and maybe the veneer of your competence is this far apart. But as the business grows, 
if the veneer of what competence you have or are required to have and you hold that here and your competence isn't growing and getting closer to where the veneer is, where the, where the expression to the market is of what your competence is, if the gap is too high, then you just implode. So spend time, spend every single minute making sure you close the gap between your competence and what the required competence is. Well, that's our tough question for the week. Do remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. The Big Small Business Show was brought to you by MTN Business. The Big Small Business Show was proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant.